I don't know either. You know, I've been eating that Ezekiel bread. Uh huh. I, I try I try and stay away from gluten, but I don't like gluten free breads. They they just they're not good. No, they're not. But bad. that Ezekiel bread. No, it's not the same. But that Ezekiel stuff's pretty good, and I feel like it's better for you because it's like made from sprouted grains. I guess Ap- I don't know. Apparently I guess, I guess that's, that's better. Yeah, my apparently sprouted br- grains are better. They're easier to digest. And uh, I remember years ago, my cousin had systemic yeast and she had to go on like the yeast away diet or whatever. And she was able to eat sprouted grains, but not normal grains. I don't know how they affect the feeding of yeast in your system, but I guess it's different. I guess so. Yeah. And then my other favorite thing is I bought, you know, the, do you have the grocery outlet where you are? Um, I We have grocery <laughs> outlets. It's like the, yeah, I mean, it's probably the same one. It's like the uh, liquidator, grocery liquidator. Yeah, we have one of those. Uh, well, I bought like this bag of, um, they were like sprouted, roasted sunflower seeds. It was oh. just like sprouted sunflower seeds, roasted, and then salt added. And they were so good. My favorite thing was to put them on yogurt. I just like pour them on top of like vanilla yogurt and it was so good. It's like been my dessert for the past two weeks or so. All the seeds are gone now. I ate them all. Um, thankfully, but. That's a food right after my own heart uh, because I love putting anything on top of unsweetened yogurt. Um, sometimes I'll like stir oh, my yeah. protein powder in with the yogurt and it'll make it like even thicker and more delicious. Um, yeah. I almost did that thing where I was like, oh, I'm sorry, you're vegan, you don't eat yogurt. But you know what? As a vegetarian, I hate it when people are telling me about a food that they love, but they're like, oh, I, 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 I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry I'm even telling you about it. You wouldn't like it. Yeah. Like, well, you like it. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm like a food enthusiast. Um, I listen to cooking podcasts, um, The Sporkful and Milk Street. And I am really into, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say like culinary stuff because I'm not a foodie, but I like food science a lot. And I under, because I cook, I understand flavors. So if someone is, is describing a dish to me, even if it's something I haven't or wouldn't eat, I can imagine the flavor because I know how cooking works. Right. Yeah. Or even just describe the technique that you use to cook it. I can I can substitute my own tofu for your chicken or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of people, um, particularly like in the bar environment, like they'll offer me, you know, oh, you don't want these chicken wings or you don't want to try this new, you know, whiskey we have. Um, and I'm like, and then they're like, oh yeah, sorry, no, you don't, you know, do that. And it's like, oh, Sid, you're really missing out. And I, I always just want to be like, I don't know, man. Like, I wake up feeling good in the morning, and I have a flat stomach. And I would argue that you're missing out on those things. So, That's a good point. That's I just a good point. Yeah, because um, we all make our decisions, you know. I do know, Sydney. Mm-hmm. I do know. You just really Are we get do me. A pup- <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to do a pup date? Um, yeah. Do you have any pup dates? I don't. Um, Hell yeah, I got a goddamn pup date. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, let's just uh, pup date it up. Let's I- get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I don't know. I don't think I have anything about the Maury Island incident necessarily. And nobody cares. They they can go back and research it on their own. They they heard what we had to say. They did. I I was there for the recording of the episode and I listened to the episode and I still don't know what happened. Like there's just so many details in that one that I'm like, if someone was like, What was the Maury Island incident? I I'd have to tell them to look it up. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff. But this pup date goes back to a tangential conversation we were having about the previous pup date regarding Jay Z Knight. Oh. And I was talking about I was talking about how that Cloverdale lady dated the uh, or had a tryst with Jay Z Knight's boyfriend for three weeks or whatever, and then that launched into a conversation about don't go sharpening your pencil and the company pencil sharpener and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I really went off on a tirade about that, about how one needs to cast a broader net. (laughs) It really struck a chord with you. It really struck a chord. But coincidentally, um, I recently asked out a coworker, Uh and uh, turns out out she was a lesbian. I I need to know, okay, first of all, she works not in your department, right? Not in, not in my department. And there's a longer backstory to this, too. But so basically, uh, you know, we've known each other, been familiar with each other for years or whatever. Just friendly conversation at work. And then, uh, like, a couple, three weeks ago, she's like, oh, hey, Rob, uh, I, I move. I should I got to tell you, I'm moving to uh, Thailand to teach English on in April. And I was like. Oh, okay. Uh, well, shoot, we should get together. Let me get your phone number. She's like, yeah, that would be awesome. Like, you want to, you know, head to the, the pub after work or something? She's like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And so she gives me her phone number. And like three weeks goes by. And I finally text her. I'm like, hey, sorry, it's been so long since I, uh, you know, since, since I haven't uh, contacted you. But how about we, you know, head to the head to the pub for dinner sometime? And she's like, oh, you're so sweet, but I don't know if my girlfriend would appreciate that. What? And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the, okay, I should back up a little bit. Because uh, when she was talking about going to Thailand, I was like, well, uh, are you just moving there by yourself to teach English or what? And she's like, no, I me and my girlfriend are moving there. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Sydney. <laughs> Tell me the thing. Dudes, dudes never refer to their other guy friends as boyfriends, uh-huh. right? And you wouldn't know it, but that's probably prevented so much confusion in the past. Uh, so when this chick says, uh, oh, I'm moving there with my girlfriend, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, you just basically, you know, asked me to ask you out. And then you told me you have a girlfriend. So I'm like thinking, well, it's just, you know, it's just like my girlfriend. Like I went out for brunch with my girlfriend. Yeah, because that's what I call my girlfriends. And some some of them, well, one of them I call my wife. So like I understand how that's confusing. (laughs) So where it's like these are my girlfriends. This is my wife. Um, Oh, I'm also in a heterosexual relationship. It's very confusing. So in the – in the process of this text exchange, she's like, yeah, you're so sweet, but I don't think my girlfriend would appreciate that. And I was like, well, wait a minute. You basically, <laughs> you agreed to go out with me already and gave me your phone number. And, and now you're telling me that this isn't okay or like, what's the deal? 
Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. You know, uh, it, let's just have it be platonic then. Bring her along. I'll buy you both dinner. I don't care. I just want to, like, hang out with you before you go. Well, that was and, the weird uh, so part she, of it is that she said she doesn't think her girlfriend would like it. But, like, if she's a lesbian, why would her girlfriend get jealous that she's, like, going out for, like, a goodbye hangout with a coworker? Like, it just doesn't seem like a situation for jealousy unless she's a former heterosexual with a wandering eye. I think most lesbians are former <laughs> heterosexuals, to be honest. There are those dyed-in-the-wool lesbians, but, um, I mean, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but it seems like there's a lot more fluidity within the female sexuality I don't know. Well, Maybe they're just more, you know. I had a very, like, in-depth conversation with my roommate the other day about late-in-life lesbians. Because we're both in our 30s now. She's married to a man. I obviously am in a relationship with a man. But I was saying the older I get, the more I understand the women who become late-in-life lesbians. Like, they get a divorce or their husband dies and they just partner up with a woman. Because first of all, from what I hear from all my lesbian friends, you don't have sex that often anyways. It's like a birthday holiday situation. And the older I get, the more years I spend being a woman, the more I'm like, I can get wanting to be in a relationship with another woman just to have someone who like understands you. Um, like as someone who gets really bad, uh, periods on account of the, uh, endometriosis, like it's like weird being in a heterosexual relationship. Cause like I, I don't think there's any way that I can articulate to a man like the, it, it's like I have the flu. I like this just happens every month. This like horrible traumatic thing or like, no, I don't want to go to dessert after every meal because I'll get fat because I'm a lady and you're a man and like our metabolisms are different and the standards for appearance are different. And like, I don't know, like you just spend, you know, the more years I spend um, experiencing the world as a female, the more it's like. Can, can a man even understand my life? Can I even understand a man's life? I just, because, you know, like, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and uh, at a certain point, it's like, yeah, you want to be in a partnership with someone who gets you, and, like, can, can straight men understand us? No. I don't, you know? Yeah, there's just, there isn't that same incidence of uh, late-in-life uh, gay dudeness. Well, men, men don't have, men don't feel a need to be, don't have, I think, the, the, the drive to feel understood that women have. Like, they're just like, I don't know. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. You don't need to get me. What's there to get? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And, For sure. And so, like, especially because, like, a lot of the female experience is, like, I don't know, uh, kind of, like, suppressed misery, like, periods and sexual harassment and, like, you know, I don't know, pelvic exams and, like, it's it's stuff that we're not supposed to talk about. And so it's men, men aren't privy to, I think that's changing now, but historically, like, men weren't as privy to how fucking shitty it is to be a woman and so you know it's like that's why you need your girlfriends to commiserate with you and be like man it sure does suck being this gender sometime am i right ladies 
See, there you went. You use that girlfriend's term again. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's going to create a lot of confusion. I'm just telling you. Well, and that's how I got. That's how I got tricked into offering to buy two lesbians dinner. Are so, you? Yeah. That's, are you that's, going that's out to dinner date. with them? Well, that's for the next pup date. We'll find out. Oh, all right. They, they're leaving. They're leaving April twelfth. So we got what? Yeah, we got time. Yeah. Uh, by the time we record the next pup date, we'll probably have a resolution to this we, fiasco. We definitely will. Um, well, that's exciting. Any other pup dates? Um, no, I don't think so. Do you have any pup dates, Sydney? Um, not based on stuff we did on the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what about personal pup I dates? I mean, I still... Well, Baby. I'm still carrying a cyst baby. Uh, it is unfortunate. Um, and it it is what it is, I guess. I think my stress is like manifesting itself physically because I'm uh, my work situation is like not great. Um, and then uh, like whatever. But um, yesterday, Zach met my mom for the first time, which is kind of a big deal. Ooh. I know. I think, yeah. How'd it go? I think they got along really well. They liked each other a lot. But more importantly, my mom's friend Linda came out and I've never met Linda. And I've also just never been so in love with a human being before because Linda is this tiny little lady in her 70s who retired from 30 years as a costume maker for Disney World. And wow. Linda, bad girl Linda, she has tattoos and she goes to the bars for karaoke and she goes to nudist resorts. And I was like, my mom's name is Deborah. Like, Deborah, you're hanging out with a bad girl. Um, Miss Linda, she's talking about what tattoos she wants to get next. And she, she's just so old. <laughs> she's just so she's just like a sweet old grandma who's like she's like an artist and she makes clothing and purses and stuff and um and yeah she just she's like hey i got this papery old skin i need some more tattoos on it she's like well i'm a gardener so i really want to get a bunch of flowers on my back and like light champagne and pastel colors (laughs) oh i Okay, I guess. I'm not a big fan of late and light tattooing. I mean, I'm not I a... I think there's, there's this trend lately where it's just like anyone can, can get tattoos. And like 60-year-old ladies have full-sleeve tattoos. And it's like, and new ones. It's not like they had them since they were 30. They just got, they got them at the age of 58. And it's like, well, what are you trying to prove? Is this some sort of statement? Are you... A cool kid now? I think like, it's what's just when they were younger, it was so taboo, and now it's acceptable. But I kind of worry about, like, I was looking at Linda as she's telling me this story. And um, when you're older, your skin doesn't heal very quickly. Like, you get cut more easily, and it can take forever to heal because you're just not making new cells because your body's given up. Uh, and... <laughs> So I was wondering, you know, if you're elderly and you get a tattoo, it seems like the healing process would just go on. Like it would never fully heal and you would just eventually die and it would still be (laughs) not healed. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not a tattoo person at all. I don't have any tattoos. I've never had a desire to get any. Wow. I, when wow. I was, when I was 17, I really wanted a scorpion lower back tattoo. Um, yeah. and I'm really yeah. glad that I changed my mind before I turned 18 because, um, that would not have aged well. No, and I just would have. This one uh, lady at my bar the other day, she's probably about 45. You know, her kids are like freshman age in college. And she got drunk enough to show me her lower back tattoo of a dolphin like, jumping over a cloud with like a rainbow. And it was just all. <laughs> and it's like, you know, at this point, she's a mom. She's heavy set, like. And it's just this gross faded dolphin. And she's like, yeah, I really regret this, but it's really funny to show to people. Like I would. Yeah. Zach is going through some tattoo removal right now and it's very expensive and painful um, because he, he did get some when he was younger and he regrets them. Uh, Yeah. Well, youthful folly. Yeah, I guess I I'm, I'm glad I did. I just don't like, permanent things i'm not a commitment person so yeah i don't i'm i'm in the no tattoo club as well and i think that's that's like the new form of rebellion is not getting a tattoo yeah <clears throat> don't you think i think yeah i definitely think it it should because they're just so commonplace now um yeah, and more people have them more people have them than don't have them yeah and i just um yeah, I don't want to like judge people for getting them because people get them and they love them. It's just not my bag. I never quite understood it. Um, yeah. So I don't like um, I don't like herpes. I feel the same way. About yeah, herpes. like it's just some people have it, and like you just are thankful you don't. <laughs> All right. Well, are we done with pup dates? I guess Is this an episode. I guess they're done with pup dates. This was a good pup dates. Um, oh, oh, actually, there is something I wanted to talk about on pup dates, which is that um, I'm thinking of starting a Patreon, um, mostly because, uh, well, as of today, I have $7.34 in my bank account, which is, um, in, in case you didn't know, not a lot of money. Um, but I, I would like to be able to, like, at least cover the web hosting fees um, for the show. And so I'm going to start a Patreon. And I was wondering if you had any input for what sort of like reward tiers um, you think I should do. Like, do I do stickers? Do I do a hand? Like, I I would do maybe a hand-drawn postcard. Um, um, uh, photos of contributes. Um, you could do, you could pretend to have my, Matt Farley write people a personalized, um, song based on their first name uh-huh. and you could send them that. <laughs> you could send them that. That's true. That's uh, true. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, uh, I think pers- personal stuff, artwork that you made, mm-hmm. I think would be good. Even like one of a time stuff would be really cool. But even like a lot of these podcasts are going with extra content for the Patreon subscribers, which, you know, that seems a little underhanded to like be like, oh, you can't have this only for the people that pay us a dollar a month or five dollars a month or whatever. But but that's another option. Uh, maybe ooh, maybe like some video stuff or something. Okay. I don't know. I'm just, 
Yeah. But I do like the idea of stickers. Personal shout outs are another good option. Um, Yeah, I was thinking about selling um, like ad space, but only for five, like, let's say for $5, I'll read an ad for whatever you want. Um, or if you yes. have a personal vendetta you want me to voice on the pod, I will do that. So um, for $5, I'll read anything you want me to read on um, an episode. I'm just trying to make this uh, a viable financial product uh, so we can get you on the payroll, you know, um, and uh, then we can expense out trips to Jay-Z Knight's compound or like the gathering of the juggalos. That'll be a tax deductible business expense. Um, nice. This is just what I'm trying to make happen here. So uh, by the time. Ta- like, I like it. Okay. Yeah. By the time. I think it's a good idea. Cool. By the time this airs, then I should have a Patreon up and uh, we're going to try to get some cheddar rolling in. Um you know, as I said uh, recently to you, one of us has to make it famous. Um, I I just need a friend to, like, make it big so I can piggyback on that success. I'm not asking for a lot, just, like, to be able to make a living as a content creator. Um, and I have very low uh, standards of living, so it shouldn't be hard. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, being... Who's that guy that... Uh, piggybacked on Adam Sandler so much the uh, you can do it guy who was his name oh, <laughs> I don't you know, know what I'm talking about. The can... Rob <laughs> Schneider Rob Schneider yes you can be the Rob Schneider to my Adam Sandler that's all I and want I'll, be, I'll become famous and then I'll just give you a cameo in every project that I uh, put out from here till eternity Oh, hey, have you done stand-up this week? Is it this week that you're doing all the stand-up, or was that last week? No, it's coming up. That'll be for the, probably for the next update. Okay. My, uh, the 10th and the 17th is when I go up. Okay, cool. So yeah. we'll talk about it on the next one and how that went. Yeah, and maybe maybe the lesbians will come to my uh, to my open mic. We'll find out. Yeah, well, I'll wait on bated breath. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. That's for another pup date. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess happy Monday, everyone. Yeah, happy Monday. <laughs> <laughs>